Hi, I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. And on this episode, we are talking about a famous animated rabbit. No, not that one. Peter Rabbit. Who's a famous rabbit from classic children's literature. And who's now uh, reclaimed some of that fame with a new, what's becoming a series of movies, of live action films, actually. Or I guess it's a it's a hybrid because uh, and it's a and it's also a comedy, right? It's a hybrid in the sense that all the animal characters are CGI. It's set in a live action world. I know. Yes, that's right. And why specifically are we talking about Peter Rabbit? The new movie's out tomorrow, and also we all know those classic literary stories by Beatrix Potter, and there have been other adaptations of it besides the Sony's live action animated hype comedy films Mm -hmm. yeah and by tomorrow you mean what will be last friday given the time that we record this episode but before we go any further let's answer last week's trivia question which was in 2001 cartoon network created a new and more mature late nine programming block which was partly in response to the network airing ads of monkey bone during regular programming So what is the name of that programming block? It's called Adult Swim, and it's known for adult late night for having adult mature content, Mm -hmm. like, which is now Tuca and Birdie, which was previously a Netflix show, as well as animated shows for adults. I remember one of their most popular, Rick and Morty. And it also has produced uh, plenty of viral hits, like one-off sketches that they do sometimes, like Too Many Cooks for example. Which was first released in 2014. So stick around to the end of this episode for a new trivia question. Before we get going further, let's do a Name That Voice. Well, here's another nice mess you've gotten me into. Houston, we have a problem. You're going to need a bigger boat. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. There's no place like home. Sawyer, you're going out a youngster, but you've got to come back a star. Help yourself to anything. Try the tomatoes. Whoa, look at you, big fella. <laughs> Wait, didn't you? Did you try to eat me? Show me your teeth. Do like a goat, like... <laughs> it was you! I knew it! How are you? So good to see you. James Corden is a famous actor and comedian and singer and writer and producer, and he's the voice of the title character in both Peter Rabbit movies. He's famous for the late... Late Show with James Corden. Yeah, um, he made a name for himself as a comedian and late night host, but he's been doing pretty steadily, been doing a lot of voice acting work. He's been in the UK dub of The Norm of the North, though, not the US version, but both, both Trolls and Trolls World Tour, and he's been in Smallfoot and the Emoji Movie. Okay, so without further ado, let's get to our feature presentation. The Tale of Peter Rabbit, the the first story by Beatrix Potter, was first published in 1902. And Beatrix Potter was known for other classic characters like Squirrel Nutkin, Flopsy Bunnies, Two Bad Mice, Tiggy Winkle, Mr. Todd, 
which are all among the most beloved and iconic of classic children's literature. And for people who may not be familiar with her books, or may not realize they're familiar, what was that first book about? Peter Rabbit, who lives with his mother and his two sis- his th- his three sisters, the Flopsy Bunnies, Flopsy, Mopsy, and Cottontail. And his mother warns him, don't go into Mr. McGregor's garden because your father had an accident there and his father was died there. And he goes in there and sneaks in there and he eats some vegetables and then he encounters Mr. McGregor, that greedy farmer who wants to put him into a pie. And then he gets lost in the garden. He tries to look for the gate. He try- look, First he tries to ask a mouse who was, who was no help at all. And then he finds the gate and then he sees that his clothes were stolen and made as a scarecrow. He finds home and he feels rather sick and his mom takes, his mother takes care of him. The follow-up to it was the tale of Benjamin Bunny, where it fo- mainly focused on Benjamin Bunny, who was Peter's cousin. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's a whole series of these books that were written and were beloved by many people and to this day are still read. I know, and there have been adaptations, many adaptations of of these classic tales. Like in 1971, there was The Tales of Beatrix Potter, which was a ballet film, and it had no dialogue, just music. Yeah, that's probably the most unusual adaptation that we've ever talked about on this podcast for anything. I know, and it was half an hour long. It was an hour and a half long. I also know that in the 1990s, there was a series that was on from 1992 until 1998, mm-hmm. which had nine episodes and were based on two different stories by Beatrix Potter. The first one was based on the tale of Peter Rabbit and Benjamin Bunny. The second was based on the tale of Tom Kitten and Jemima Puddle Duck. The fifth was was based on the tale of Tiggy Winkles and Mr. Jeremy Fisher. The last one was based on the tale of Mr. Todd, the further adventures of Peter Rabbit and Benjamin Bunny. And it had live action opening and closing. What's interesting to me is that given the popularity of the books themselves, like besides the the adaptations you've mentioned, there were a couple of other standalone adaptations. There was a, a animated musical that was made. It was from a series of things called Golden Films, which which were known for being criticized for for being ripoffs of Disney. Yeah, so there's a musical adaptation. There was another uh, TV series in 2012. From 2012 to 2016, and it was a Nickelodeon show. And it was made for the preschool audience. But besides those adaptations, there really hasn't been much else. And that really contrasts to a lot of the other properties that we've talked about on this podcast, which have had multiple adaptations throughout each decade, it feels like. Why do you think this one hasn't gotten the same kind of uh, treatment as as we've seen with other properties that we've talked about? Like Winnie the Pooh, though, did get a few other adaptations besides Disney, we all know. Mm -hmm. Right. Maybe it came out like centuries after like Grimm's fairy tales or Hans Christian Andersen fairy tales and classic fables and things. Mm -hmm. Well, I do wonder if that's a part of it in that it is. Or Mother Goose nursery rhymes, it's. It's a slightly newer than those classic stories and things. Right. I do wonder how much the the age of it is that it kind of came out at a time when movies hadn't quite started up yet. 
Yes. So I don't know if that was a part of it, too. There is another reason, but we're going to save that for our trivia question later. But of course, the, the most recent adaptation is probably the most successful by far. It's the simply called Peter Rabbit, first released in 2018. Yes, and it was made by Sony Pictures Animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a, it was a combo. It's live action film with CGI animation for the animal characters, like I said before. It, it really lives up to the spirit, I would say, of the books where Peter Rabbit is a very mischievous character, yeah, somewhat arrogant, that sort of thing. Whereas I, I'd say in the original story, Peter Rabbit is more of a child character in that. And here in this adaptation starring James Corden as the voice of Peter Rabbit, Peter, he's he's more of an adult or I guess... Maybe more of a teenager, or certainly a young adult. Well, yes, I know. It was it was also a modern take on the classic stories. Instead of being set like sometime in the 20th century or 19th century, it was set in modern times. Yeah, so it updates a lot of the the humor, the the ideas for a, a modern day world. And it had Thomas McGregor, who was the son of Mr. McGregor, which it was revealed that Thomas McGregor never actually knew his uncle, who who abruptly died in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Thomas, the younger McGregor, he <laughs> is played by Dom Hall Gleason, and he probably is my favorite part of this movie. <gasps> Gleason is so good at playing this like no nonsense, grumpy, just <laughs> always bitter person really, really well. And he's he's really a lot of the humor is is poking fun at him and his attitude because he wants things in control he wants peace and quiet and peter rabbit of course represents plenty of disorder i know i know and it, there had been some controversy with the movie because there was that thomas mcgregor was allergic to blackberries and there was peter rabbit who threw it at him and and yet an allergic reaction right yeah that's true it, it's called allergy bullying which is a real thing and a, and a big concern where people will prey on others allergies to cause them harm and in this the movie makes light of that and that's that's worth pointing out that hey that's that's not good that shouldn't be promoted i get it though but it's getting a sequel i know and in this one peter rabbit goes on an adventure and it looks it looks really funny with a lot of like slapstick and stuff just like the first film but i think in my opinion, because I I think Peter Rabbit, the first one at least, is a fantastic film. And I think what sets it apart is that there's a lot of heart in the movie. It's not simply just a comedy. There are lessons learned. Peter becomes a better, well, rabbit, I guess you'd say. And both Thomas and Peter kind of reconcile and, and they learn and they grow. And it's nice to see because at the start of the film, they're completely in conflict with each other but then they learn to get along it's just a fun story it's definitely a lot of fun vibes a lot of good humor <laughs> a lot it was really hilarious too i laughed a lot when i saw yeah. it but i also think it has a lot of heart and i think that that's what makes it really stick around at least with me and it was pg rated because it had a lot of crude humor well let's talk about the humor so what are some some moments that you remember for the movie that you really liked? like when peter rabbit he somehow like the electric shock wave on the door and it causes Thomas to uh have him go right towards the 
the door. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, some of the best humor is because Thomas meets a woman named Bea? Bea? I can't... Who's based on Beatrix Potter, who wrote and illustrated the original stories. She comes around, and they develop a thing, but she is very much a nature lover, and Thomas's whole goal throughout most of the movie is to try to kill Peter. And Peter is, like, basically there to antagonize. And his cousin Benjamin as and his three sisters and his other animal friends. Right, so there, there are... One of my favorite moments is, like... <laughs> Thomas catches Peter and is like about to strangle him when B comes in and it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Thomas like pretends, oh no, I'm trying, I'm like saving him from choking and, and they sort of pantomime. So there's a lot of like trying to try, like, there's a lot of antics like that, that I, I really enjoyed in this movie. Yeah, me too. And I, I, I remember the, the screaming pig in the movie, one who was one of Peter Rabbit's animal friends. And there was also Felix the deer who said, headlines! <laughs> and Tiggy Winkles the hedgehog when she takes a bite out of the electrical fence and, and didn't listen to Peter's warning about that. And it was directed by Will Gluck, who also directed the 2014 remake of Annie. Okay. Yeah, I think it's just, it's a really fun film and that's just what i you can tell when an actor is just having fun with something and you can mm-hmm. tell that dom hall gleason again he's my favorite part of this film he's just having so much fun playing this curmudgeonly character i know the sequel i know it'll have peter and on a new adventure and b and thomas are getting married and are having a child but unlike the first film sony pictures animation well is not involved with it mm. It has no involvement with it, unlike the first film. Mm-hmm. Who's taking over it this time? It's something else, though. But like the first, it's also made in collaboration with Animal Logic, which did films like Happy Feet, the Lego movies, as well as Babe, the movie about the pig. Mm-hmm. So it seems like uh, it's also being taken over by Columbia Pictures. Yes. The primary production company. But it, yeah, similar to how Angry Birds movie 2, it was made by... Sony Pictures Animation, but the first movie had no involvement with Sony Animation. Sony Animation had no involvement with its predecessor, similar. Right. But it's also a film made by Columbia Pictures and Sony. So I I guess another interesting tidbit about this movie was that it was actually supposed to be released last year in February. And then April, around the time of Easter, because it's it's about rabbits. But it was one of the many films that have been delayed by the pandemic, and it's been had multiple delays because of COVID at the time. But now that things are reopening, it it's one of the first films that's going to be coming out in theaters now that theaters are opening up again. And it'll be interesting to see if, if uh, people go out to see it because mm-hmm. the first one did really well. It was really popular with a lot of people. It, even though the reaction was mostly mixed. Right, among critics, but it certainly did very well at the box office um, so clearly, audiences really enjoys the film. And I can see, like, kids especially enjoying the film. And being amused by it. So yeah, so that's coming out. Uh, it will have come out by the time this episode is released. Yes. And so we'll see if the second one is just as good as the first. But until then, yeah. we'll have to wait and see. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your time. 
If you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash animation and beyond. In the meantime, we have a trivia question from Ezra. In 1938, shortly after the success of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Walt Disney's first feature-length film, Walt Disney became interested in making an animated feature based on the tale of Peter Rabbit. But Beatrix Potter, she refused and did not give him the rights. Why is the reason of that? Okay, so if you know the answer, give us a shout on Facebook or send us an email at animationandbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye. See you later. 